KFUO is a listener-supported radio ministry that needs your support to continue. When you partner with KFUO, you are proclaiming Christ worldwide. November 30th is Giving Tuesday, a day that encourages you to give back in whatever ways you can. Giving Tuesday presents a perfect time each year for you to support your favorite nonprofit organizations, including KFUO Radio. To give to KFUO, call 314-996-1518 or text KFUO to the number 41444 or give online at kfuo.org. listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm sarah Golseth. it is mental health monday and uh, welcome back from thanksgiving everyone yes <laughs> it's now advent this is true it's officially advent it's officially advent happy advent pretty uh, excited <laughs> thanks to concordia university <laughs> wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon it is time for mental health monday with deaconess heidi gaiman taking a look at finding hope Good morning, Heidi. Morning. Welcome back from Thanksgiving. Sarah just pointed out how coincidental (laughs) in my scheduling plans that today we're talking about body image. It's all in your plot. All in your plot, (laughs) Andy. After we all just spent the last few days eating 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 leftovers. (laughs) Right, right. Sorry about that. Maybe this is the best time to talk about it. Maybe it was by God's design. Very likely. Um, so we're going to dig into body image today. I love it. What definition? What's the definition of body image? Because we I, we hear this a lot in mainstream media today. We mm-hmm. hear it in like in health curriculum. We we hear it all all over the place. But yeah. Give mm-hmm. us some definitions here for body image. Yeah, this one was interesting because it was one of the hardest to write. And I, in the book and in all my work, I developed definitions based on gathering research from other people's definition, from cultural, <clears throat> excuse me, cultural definitions that we might see pop up on um, a search engine on the internet. And then I also look in scripture, of course, and then in research from psychology, sociology, and related fields. And so... It's a quite the process to come up with a definition, and they're very imperfect. Is one thing I say. I, I, maybe I should. I recant the word "very." <laughs> <laughs> I will not deface myself in that way, uh, since we're talking about body image, which I like to think includes my mind and capabilities. So, um, so they're imperfect, though, because all definitions are like we are all human beings on this planet trying to figure life out. And I think that's a really important piece uh, to finding hope is that we we are all trying to figure it out. And so these definitions are a work in progress, if you will. And I use a lot of grounded theory in my research, and that is uh, a specific method also that helps you collect notes and things on things to, across time. And so you'll notice that in my books, there's usually theories and ideas that start in one book and then you'll see them grow bigger and bigger in other books and all connect. So that was a lot of information for your question about what <laughs> is body image. But body image is, there's two basic definitions from the, the world at large, if you will. One is our personal perception of our physical human body. And so that is what I would call a light definition. It's it's a bit narrow, if you will, because our physical human body also then usually is what they call a medical definition. Like 
I have a nose and I have, I'm really obsessed with noses in these episodes for some reason. I have, you know, feet and they have toes on them. Now I'm rhyming. Goodness gracious. <laughs> also children's books. Children's books. In the works. <laughs> it's, it's Mental Health Monday, everybody. So medical definitions in general tend to be more narrow because they serve a specific purpose and they, they do that for both diagnoses and things and also insurance companies. And it's a whole mess all wrapped up in those definitions. But I like to try to use a broader definition, and this is gaining a lot of traction. So you, you've you probably seen someone talk on a website, on YouTube, or at a, at a conference or something about a broader definition of body, and that is including who we are as people. And so I'll read from the book. I actually have four components to this definition. Because I said, like, it is so complicated and you can see how they grow off of each other. So the first one is our perception, our personal perception and conceptualization, conceptualization of our own physical human body. Number two, our perception and conceptualization of physical human bodies in general. So body image isn't always just about me. It's about how I view the body, if you will. Um, Three, the way we think and feel about our bodies, as well as our behavior toward those bodies. So not just how I think and feel about it, but what I do to it or don't do to it in relationship to that. And then also the last one, which is my personal favorite, the holistic view of oneself as a human being. <laughs> so... If that helps at all, do you guys have any thoughts on definitions that you found helpful or ones from that list even that something sticks out to you as helpful? I like that last one too, actually. The holistic view of oneself as a human being. I, think, I don't know. I have so many thoughts on body image. <laughs> it's something I've, I've considered for a long time. We've done a podcast on it in the ladies' lounge and, and had a ton of input from from those women. I feel like maybe is this this is a very cultural thing too that so much of how we perceive ourselves comes from the culture around us because western culture doesn't necessarily view the body the same way as an eastern culture or, or all of those things and we view bodies in different ways and then you have all the philosophy of of what a body even is and like all of this stuff so i don't know how does how does culture affect how we view ourselves and our bodies and other people and mm. and their bodies yeah, I think it's always helpful to bring up the nature versus nurture thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we should always restate it to be nature and nurture, as we know now that we are not that simple. It's not one or the other. And so I think that we're going to have our own perceptions and feelings and thoughts and beliefs and behaviors based on just being humans. You know, the Bible is extremely descriptive. And so I think of really, I know this is kind of alternative, but this is one way that body image really impacts us. So Hannah is praying childless, right? And, and weeping before the Lord. That's body image. My body is not working in the way you designed it, God. What is wrong with me? What's wrong with this world? What's wrong with you, God? And so I think that um, sometimes 
the idea that we can pan out to include all of those things in body image actually helps us with the much more contemporary cultural idea of body image as the way I look in the mirror because we have a more holistic idea of um our bodies as a whole. And so I think you're right about some of the East-West stuff. Some of it's cultural even from coast to coast, right? Or Midwest or where we reside. And some of it's as specific as the family we grew up in. And all of that is more that nurture kind of thing, like what we were taught uh, from our very intimate family members, but then also what we have been taught on TV networks, I won't name any, or <laughs> what, what we have been taught subconsciously through other people's beliefs that they haven't directly stated, but is utilized in their language, you know, their belief comes out in that. So yeah, I think knowing that some of it is very internal and it's our own stuff. And then some of it is very external based on what's around us um, and what we've been taught is really helpful. Hmm. I feel like we could probably do about six more episodes on this topic. I have so many thoughts in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. I, same here. I just thinking in terms of a lot of the, the topics that, that, I've studied in the last couple of years when mm -hmm. it comes to biomechanics and mm -hmm. our physical wellness. We we tend to, yeah, mm -hmm. especially as North Americans, we like to we like to really, yeah, focus on the image because when we when we hear body image, we think it's about how we look. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate the fourth definition that you shared in your book, the holistic view of oneself as a human being. And I also read the rest of the chapter, so that's why that one wins because. <laughs> That's where all the good stuff is. Right. The uh, chapter kind of defends that concept, right. I think, a little bit. Because like I said, it isn't yeah. necessarily what you pick up when you use an internet search engine for yeah. finding the definitions. So, Yeah. What other ways does culture impact body image? Yeah. One thing I would say is that our culture in our family is most important. So when we think of culture, we often think of the messages from TV, the messages from the internet, the messages from, you know, pretty much anything, any source that we're uh, receiving information from. And man, I will say as westernized, individualistic seeking Americans, we <laughs> love to think that that has this massive impact on us as people. And it, I mean, it has an impact, but the reality we know from research after research, after research study, is that our family of origin is the thing that will impact our view of ourselves and our uh, bodies and everything that surrounds what we're talking about more and, and like far more, far, far, far more than those other things. The next would be a wider, a wider body of intimate relationships, like our closest friends, maybe our closest three friends, and then that wider peer support that we're in day to day, and maybe our mentors at, at school or work or something. And then after that, I mean, you could keep going, just keep widening out, right? The people in our region. <laughs> and then our brains are made to very last integrate what has been said, you know, on something that's removed from us, that is technology or the internet or uh, TV or whatever uh, method. And so it's not that it doesn't have an impact. I don't want to belittle those things that we, you know, want to kind of be cautious and at least have conversation about what <laughs> the, the programming we're watching and things are saying about our whole selves. But 
just know that I think we put so much emphasis on there. And when I say culture, I also mean family culture and the cultures that we surround ourselves in or we've been put in or we are surrounded with each day of our very most intimate relationships, especially. What about how family or those who are closest to us react to those images in mainstream media or, you know, TV programs, things like that, mm -hmm. magazine, you know, covers on on magazines, those those types of images. Yeah. What about how family or those close to us react to those? Does that yeah. impact body image as well? Oh, absolutely. And that actually research shows is, is actually the strongest influence on our body image. And so Brene Brown in particular, in one of her books, talks about what her research revealed that she was disappointed in in herself as a mother. And she felt just devastated that she found out later than she would have liked that it is it's not what I say to my child that impacts their body image. It's not that I tell them that they're smart or strong or resilient or beautiful or loved, whatever. It is what I say to myself about those things that matters the most which is very counterintuitive, I think. And I see this in my own life. My mom told me daily how I was beautiful and intelligent and, and all those things that you want to hear and, and that you want to tell children. But she rarely told herself. And she is beautiful and the most resilient human I've ever met and has so many great qualities and characteristics. And you see so much of God's redemption in her life and in her story, that it it is, you see that interaction of, I wish she would have said it to herself more, because I think it would be easier for me to believe about myself more. Hmm. Hmm. So deep. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We have more to talk about here on the Coffee Hour Mental Health Monday. We're digging into finding hope with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. We'll continue the conversation in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday. We're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Today, we're digging into another chapter in Finding Hope. Today, we're looking at the chapter on body image. So does body image then, and I think I know the answer to this, include <laughs> more than just our physical bodies? You know, it's funny because I think sometimes you have to ask the obvious question so yeah. that we hear the obvious answer. So well yeah. done. Well done. It it does include more than our physical bodies. We say it on Mental Health Monday, I feel like on repeat, but we are not Gnostics. You know, we believe in this integrated version of what the self is. And that is in keeping with God's word, that we are heart, soul, mind, and strength. And th those, just as an aside, those, the Hebrew and the Greek for those are 
a little more complex than that. that. Again, it's not compartmentalized. We talked about that in the last episode. I mean, so don't don't overinterpret that to mean something very specific. Instead, it's this idea that we are whole people. And so God, though, did intend for us to reside in physical bodies. Here's the good news, not just now, but forever. <laughs> and that's like really wild to me. So we know that in the restoration in heaven someday, there will be glorified bodies. We don't exactly know what that means, but God's value of that whole heart, soul, mind, and strength and the wholeness of who we are, it, it lasts throughout scripture. It's throughout the narrative from creation through uh, Jesus' incarnation. Jesus was a physical body, but he was also heart, soul, mind, and strength, the whole package, and then through restoration. And so I think that also helps us expand our idea to see that it's more than just, again, what we see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So coming back to our theme of brokenness, how do we how do we acknowledge the brokenness that we feel in ourselves that we know that that we experience, you know, decline of of the physical body is a thing we all experience in this lifetime, maybe decline of of mental health as well. How do we acknowledge that maybe in in light of Christ and and what he has done for us? How do we how do we work through those things? Mm. I think you cannot have enough honest conversations with I just think there's so many things that we're afraid to tell him because he's holy. But that's the whole point of Jesus. <laughs> like that Jesus is that bridge to that relationship with God so we can have an honest relationship. And so I'm so sorry. Can you hear my dog barking? <laughs> yes, so we call that authenticity. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. Uh, so sorry. But yeah, just that he can handle whatever we see that is a struggle for us, whatever we feel that is a struggle for us, and whatever we experience that's a struggle for us. And so when we feel brokenness, when we see it, when we hear it, and when it becomes part of our narrative, to know that we can bring that before God is of no small small thing. And so I think that is actually step one to acknowledging it. And I definitely think this is like spiritual superpower stuff that mm -hmm. people who don't know Jesus don't know the power of saying before God, this stinks and it's really hard. And I and that's something we want for our loved ones and our friends is that we want them to have that freedom to be able to say that before God. And so that's one way that we start you know, just start saying it to God. And then in that, I think we'll find ourselves saying it to other people more often and not in a way that I think <laughs> we're trying to bring like any extra drama into their lives or hurt or shame. No, instead, we're just authentically sharing our burdens. That is a healthy thing. And that actually invites them to do the same. So then what that does is helps them acknowledge the effect of brokenness on their physical selves. Then when I think about body image and a little bit more of the strict idea of, you know, what we look like or what our body is doing or not doing that we want it to be able to do, especially as we age or with um, certain diagnoses. Uh, this this comes in again. When we speak it to God, it no longer gets stuck in our brains quite as much. You know, it it might still ruminate there and it might still try to make its own little life there. But when we have a place to put it and a real relationship to go with it, with God and with other people, then we it really does change 
the way that we see our physical selves. And that's as true about, um, you know, our some some body image thing we don't like. Like I am feeling after Thanksgiving, like maybe I ate too much. And maybe that's a really silly one, but it's so real, right? We experience it. Like, and the shame comes in and we're like, gosh, I really was maybe trying to work on losing those 10, 20, 50 pounds. And here I did. I like, you know, ate a full Thanksgiving dinner. So we answer that by just turning that instead of into our own brains into God's arms and saying, okay, I ate a full Thanksgiving dinner. That's the way it is. (laughs) And, you know, I just, I need to share that with someone and I'm kind of disappointed in myself or I, but it tasted really good. (laughs) You know, just having actual conversation with God about the effects of that brokenness is such a powerful thing. And then doing that with the people that we love too. You mentioned this earlier that we were intended, we are intended to live in bodies. We're not Gnostics. We, mm-hmm. the, the body itself isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing, created, uh, designed, created by God. So what does the fact that God chose to redeem our whole person, including the body, say about our physical bodies? What is this, mm-hmm. the fact that he chose to redeem us as whole people? Yeah, I had this realization when I was writing this chapter that when Job says, and this is our kind of really big embodiment verse, if you will, and there's many, but this one sticks out, I think, to a lot of us, where Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and in my flesh I shall see God. And that is his hope, right? Like, that's that's mm-hmm. the hope in the suffering, and we say it on Easter especially, but we say it other times. So I do not know why Job would have wanted to be in the flesh based on what he was experiencing, right? So everything about his body was breaking down, and he had boils, you know, all over himself, and was scraping himself with pottery. Like, this does not sound like a great flesh experience to me. And so I know it sounds kind of silly, but that just dawned on me as I started doing the writing for this chapter. And I really didn't, I included that passage for different reasons and decided not to go into this. But I think that says something about God's value over our physical bodies. And that in those moments when we feel most frustrated with our being a physical person and we long for heaven because we long for the face of God and we long to be maybe what we envision as a part from this body that is breaking down. Instead, God desires for us to long for the embodied experience of restoration. Like heaven is really great and no more uh, pain, you know, in our bodies is really promising. But Job found at, at his deepest physical struggle time, more encouragement in the fact that his body would be made well and it would be different in eternity. And I think that that is something for us to hold on to as well. I think God obviously values these physical bodies that we live in in ways that we can't quite understand. It's helpful when we read scripture uh, because some of that comes to light, but it's still a little bit of a mystery. But he also sent Jesus in the body that says to us, he values the body in many, many ways. And Jesus was ascended into heaven in the body. And so all of those things really point to the value that God has over our physical bodies. So how does that 
translate into how we treat ourselves and care for the bodies that we have in in light of all of these things that we've talked about and the fact that 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 our, our bodies are, are redeemed through the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for us as we live here until we await that resurrection when sure. we have those those perfect bodies? Yeah, I think it is in knowing that God does speak that value over it, even when I find it super impossible <laughs> to speak that value over it. It's another place where we see our need for God. And so the hope comes in when we acknowledge that need and let him tend to it a little bit. I think it does normalize our frustrations with our bodies. <laughs> when we read scripture, there's stories upon stories upon stories of people with physical problems, and they spoke them out loud in the written scriptures or to the people that they were with. And we have the freedom to do so. A lot of times they spoke them out loud to God. And so I do think it normalizes all of that while we sit in this culture in this time and place and in our family cultures that taught us something about body image. And so that acknowledgement is really, really huge. Whenever we're aware of body image and its impact on our life and the impact of brokenness in that, to turn towards hope and bring it to God and let him tend to those things. Body image. Wrapping that conversation up today, looking forward to next week. Next week, we start our conversation on emotion. I know we've talked about emotion before as well, but I have to say, when I read this chapter, I think I probably wrote a million, well, not a million questions, but I wrote a lot of questions. So I have lots of questions. So are you ready to answer a lot of questions next week? Always. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today for Mental Health Monday, Heidi. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gosseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.